person in any particular room get the hell out start running <laughs> so what i did is i got two people who are a lot smarter a lot tougher than than i am and again it's diversity and people get that wrong they think it's race disability gender and what it is being pragmatic we got age diversity and we got regional diversity melissa and i are here in Southern california scott's in the northeast scott and i are two fat fucks and Melissa is a very young, beautiful, in shape, right? Beautiful young girl from Southern oh, California. Thank you for joining us, Melissa, and uh, making our podcast a lot better and a lot smarter. Don't get fooled by her pretty face. Don't get fooled by her rock. She's still Melissa from around the block. But <laughs> I thought it was going to take about mid mid season for Melissa to do better than us picking games. It only took two weeks. She had a better record than us last week, even though we we're phenomenal at success. So <laughs> we we're up to about $14,000 in the young season. Thank you, Melissa, for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. And thanks for letting me beat you in uh, you know, the first two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Yeah, she mentally beat us. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. Um been having fun i'm excited to see what week three brings us um and uh we've got um we've got scott here with us he's gonna bring a he's gonna bring his picks when we get to see what we're all um all got about. Here, almost 70 percent playoffs last couple times mm-hmm. yeah it, it, so so melissa are you do you have a one nine hundred gambling number that the people can call and get your best <laughs> you get them all free here even though yeah, I know that. I know college, that. You got to buy one of Melissa's paintings. If you're taking yeah. Melissa's pics and you're making money, you got to go on her website, go on our website and buy uh, a Herbert painting. She could do a custom painting. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of things that she could do yeah. on her website. Buy. And I'm talking to you, Phil, Nich- Phil Nicholson. He of uh, taking our pics and uh, pounding just a grand on <laughs> Right. The least you can do is buy one of Melissa's paintings. Right, right. Yeah, for crying, I need art, artwork. My hands are bored. Buy them all. Art. Yeah, he's a billionaire. Put him in Five Guys Burgers. Yeah. Come on. In all honesty, Melissa, it took me a while to pick up the system. You picked it up in one week. So kudos to you. Kudos to you. Kudos to Melissa. <laughs> I am um, a fast learner. <laughs> all right. Goodness. All right. So, what's the first game we're going to look at, Melissa? Yeah, let's let's go into this. Um, we're going to look at my ooh, my old team that's doing good because I'm not rooting for them. Uh, right, so Forty Nineers and the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night football. Uh, Man is going under. I think the 49ers are going to win minus 10. Mm-hmm. The fires. So I think the Giants just want to get out of there. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They're overmatched. Uh, they're like running it. Uh, their running back is hurt. They don't want to get Daniel Jones killed. They're on the road. They know they're not going to win. Just let's just get out of here. Let's not mess with our lungs and this horrible fires and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I see the probably the 49ers winning 17 to nothing or 20 to seven. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm with you, Josh, 100%. I, I think that San Francisco also will run a vanilla playbook as well. As we've talked about in the past, the Giants are totally on demand in this game. Um, so I agree with you. And I like the Giants team total under 16 and a half as well. I, I don't think oh, the Giants like get there. Yeah, I don't see a path for the Giants to get there. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, San Francisco in the under. All right. So that yeah. is consensus. What do you think, Melissa? Uh, I agree. Um, I I picked my picks yesterday, and <laughs> no no arguments there. <laughs> All right. So consensus, unanimous pick, and when we're unanimous, especially Melissa, because she has female intuition. Female intuition is undefeated. So the consensus pick is your San Francisco 49ers minus a ten under forty four. And do you like Scott's? Uh, Team total, Melissa, yeah. under 16. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. All right. So that's the first consensus pick. What's the next pick game we're going to look at? Uh, we're going to look at the Titans and the Browns. Titans and the Cleveland Clowns. Uh, Rabel, again, for us last week, he's 70% against the spread. He's a bell sheet disciple, won three Super Bowls with him. He knows defense. This is a brand new year. He's straightened out. I remember that Hawthorne effect. Remember that, Scott? Last yep. year when uh, – because because you saw the fourth quarter and people were thinking it was going to be a recession. It's going to be a recession this year. Their general manager gets fired for no reason other than they're a cheap family-owned team. Yep. Brable thinks he's the general manager, gets up paper. They're like, no, 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 Josh is a general Josh, he's, he's what, 35? He's friends with the owner. Yeah, he's the general manager. If he trades, you can't. So he stringed that out. They lost every game after that. Scott and I cashed every game after that because we That's right. going to be That's right. And that led to uh, poor Melissa's debacle against Jacksonville in the playoffs. But I digress. <laughs> hey, man, the guy's 70% against the spread. It's not the house's money. It's my money. That's right. I'm ahead. I'm, I'm brable. I'm getting four points. The clowns right now have Kareem Hunt, who is a degenerate wife beater. He's a piece of shit. Impulse control, uh, you know, jackass. Uh, with the talent he has, that's why, you know, they have to pick him off the street. He's now in Cleveland. Why don't they have uh, depth? It's really a dysfunctional organization. The owner has them, should be in jail. But he's not. He's out. So for that many other reasons, I like the Titans plus the four points. Bravo's going to figure them out. All Cleveland can do is run with Callahan, who's the offensive coordinator, uh, uh, offensive line coach. Stefanowski hasn't proved. He he never was even a coordinator because they're so cheap and corrupt. They made him the head coach at Cleveland. Uh, So they're a complete disaster. So give me the Titans plus four, under 42. What do you think, Scott? We'll go Scott and Melissa. I totally agree, and I'm going to put a third side in this. I think Tennessee money line's a pretty good way to go as well. I think Tennessee's going to win, win this game outright. Uh, Cleveland's in disarray. Nick Chubb, 
is out for the year now. Right. They bring Kareem Hunt back, who they wanted to get rid of in the worst way, and now they have to come groveling back to him to get another running back in the building. I don't like the way Cleveland's going right now. So, so I'm going to take Tennessee plus the four, definitely the under, and I'm going to sprinkle some money on Tennessee the, on the money line. Right. So for me, that situation, what do you think, Melissa? Uh, $400 on Tennessee side plus four. $400 on the under 42 and then $200 on the money line. What's that number on the money line, Scott? Uh, I can check it while Melissa's talking. Okay. So. Um, <clears throat> I agree with the Titans. Uh, the plus, the plus four. Um, my numbers are a little different because I did this last night, but um, it's not off by much. Um, I... doing it the night before I, you gotta figure out her formula because she beat us last week. Yeah, I kind of feel over 41 point well Ooh. minus 41.5. So so she will be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg in this. Melissa go over. This never worked out for me last year, Melissa. It never did. I hope it works better. And the Tennessee money lines plus 145, Josh. Plus 145. I like that. Yep. Yep. So we only have to hit two out of three to be 66%, which is over 52.5% to get profit. And Melissa is 4-0 right now because we've gotten profit in college two weeks in a row. We've gotten profit in the NFL. And uh, Scott was telling me, oh, have you told Melissa the speech that it's not that easy? Right, Scott, it's not easy. Make it look easy, but it's not, right, Scott? I I was a, a bad better until I got involved in this program and I became much, much better because of, of what Josh talks about, the system. So it's, it's a system it, that I get from wealth management and from twenty five years doing this. Uh when I worked in Extra Space Center, I worked for the mafia. They taught me a little bit. Uh being in the finance world has taught me a little bit, and then the school of hard knocks, and then we put it all together. Why yeah. make Melissa money? That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> so Melissa's going to be the Ruth Gator Binsberg. She's at the center. She's going over the 41 and a half. She's got the half point. Mm-hmm. She knows so much more <laughs> than what I thought originally. She's, she's half pointing. She's setting. <laughs> <laughs> and she's catching an exorbitant amount of tickets. So <laughs> we're more than ecstatic. It's always better to be lucky than get. Yeah. yeah. The great Melissa with us. So the consensus is going to be over the 42, which is what we got because of Brable's defense. And do you like to plus one, you know, put a little bit on the money line um, mm-hmm. on the yeah. Titans? Yeah. The Tennessee Titans. All right. So what's the next thing you're going to look at, Melissa? <sighs> My heartbreakers, the Chargers and the Vikings. The Chargers. All right. <laughs> so every week we're going to have a report. Scott's going to give us a report from the Northeast mm-hmm. on Bill Belichick, Brian Belichick, and the rest of the Belichick kids working for the New England Patriots. But right now, 
Melissa is going to give us the LA Chargers report. Uh, What's going on with your Chargers and their the Minnesota Vikings? They're minus one still in the total yeah. fifty four. Yeah, um, it's crap. It's <laughs> crap. What whatever they're doing the first two weeks is crap. They're it just doesn't make sense losing. Right for how many passing yards and you know rushing yards they've had they played good games and they're still losing um it just doesn't make sense and there's a rumor you're gonna like this one that jim harbaugh is looking to replace brandon staley's position that makes sense uh harbaugh has 20 kids 10 of them in san diego and a uh, small world ben rathlaff who taught us the era uh, is Office coordinator Kitty is best friends with um, Lincoln Riley and all those people. Clean, clean for, uh He's the wide receivers coach at USD University of San Diego, where Harbaugh used to coach and marry the one lady where she had like seven kids with. <laughs> the current one in Michigan, he has like ten kids with. But that's a lot of kids, so he needs yeah. like, NFL salary. Yeah. He knows how to work with cheap uh, mafia owned teams, and we all know mm-hmm. that the Chargers are owned by the Greek mafia. Yep. Tarkin Springs. Last time I respect, I talked about my friend from the Greek Mafia who uh, gave me a lot of insight. Besides, uh, my mom, when she was alive, we had a cleaning company. We cleaned a hotel that Alex Spanos owned in Clearwater, Florida. And we got the vibe. Who they have to kick up to, why they're so cheap, why the sister sued them. Uh, so Tommy Telesco, who worked for the crackhead in uh, Indianapolis, the Ursay family, he knows how to develop cheap mafia-owned teams, and he doesn't get – he's trying to develop that offensive line. Those guys haven't developed yet. They're getting your guy – his ribs broken last year. They're getting him killed this year. But he still makes no excuses. He's still scoring. Uh, Brian Staley, again, Scott and I talked about this. Because it's a mafia-owned team, he has 15 jobs. He's a young guy. But look at him on the sideline. I still hate that bright look at his face when he has the papers. Because he's doing 15 jobs. He's too stressed out. So he's, I see it a lot in the NFL. What do you think about this guy? Teams are just sitting back in zone, waiting for other teams to make mistakes because the Bengals have done a good job with that and just waiting for that pass rush to get there. The Chargers had five sacks and Bosa got in there. But Bosa, almost like Khalil Mack, Mm -hmm. they do the same thing, right? Where they get the sack and then they're like an NBA player, they take themselves out like an NBA player. They yeah. have a good first quarter, they get the stats, and then they're like, okay, coach, I'm checked out just so I can stay healthy. And that yeah. isn't good for team ball. That's not how you lose close games. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, I, the Chargers is just one of those teams this year. You know, they they, they lose close games, they're snake bitten, they make a call, get called holding penalty, passing yeah. the third penalty, whatever it may be in, in key situations, and, and they, they just lose the game. I never thought the Chargers would be 0-2 right now. I thought they'd be at least, at worst, 1-1. One one. So, I, I like Minnesota this week. I, it's the game's in Minnesota. I just think that Minnesota is going to show up. The Chargers' weakness is the passing defense. Right. What Minnesota does best is passing the ball. I just think that all, all the worlds collide here. I like Minnesota a lot, and I like the over too. You know, the the points are high. I just think this there's going to be no defense played in this game. I think it's going to be one of those track meets, up and down, up and down. 
38-35 type of game. I just need Minnesota and Iowa in this. I agree. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I'm not betting on this game because it's my team. But right, you can't bet your team. <laughs> I feel like it would curse them even more if I did. <laughs> All um, right, so yeah, so we'll we'll move on. And she's but, following the rule. And she and yeah. she learned. She's a quick learner. She learned about the home dog on Monday Night Football. And she cashed those. Melissa went three and zero Monday night. Miss yeah. Monday night. Melissa three and zero home dog. Yeah. Monday Night Football. She learned the lesson quickly. I, I will say I agree with the, the under. Under 54. But I, still, I, I still have faith in my team, but I'm not betting on them. Right. right. Because they're still questionable. You have fun. You enjoy the game. Yes. You know, and, and I'm going uh, to go under because <laughs> 52 is a key number and 54 above that. It is going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. I see like 27 24. So 27 24 is 52, yeah. which is under uh, 54. That makes on the total, that makes Scott Ruth Bader Ginsburg on that. Mm-hmm. So, Melissa, you had me only the chat is like I'm the Celtics. I can't bet on the Celtics. Josh won't let me. <laughs> well, we've lost you twice. We don't want to lose you a third time. <laughs> want to make it through the podcast the whole year. Through the third NBA time is not playoff. a charm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to keep it through the whole year. He did great with the George Navarro thing and horse racing through crime, picking, you know, triple crown winners. And uh, we still made it through, but it would have been easier with Scott picking horses. Scott's better at picking horses than I am. But I'm sure Melissa's better at picking horses than all of us. <laughs> She's got a female intuition. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll teach her NBA playoffs. We'll teach her uh, true crime and uh, horse racing. She'll be better at all of that. Than us. I'm up for the challenge. Very fast. <laughs> What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Um, the Falcons and the Lions. Falcons and the Lions. Uh, message from Adrian Roth, number one agent in Formula Racing, which is the number one growing sport. And then FIFA. Right, FIFA and MLS. You look at Messi and all the stuff going on with Apple, and right in the center of are us because we're good friends with Adrian Rob. <laughs> but Adrian Rob sent me a message. Uh, she's like, Josh, I told you about the Lions uh, totals, and let me read that message verbatim. I don't. Uh, Adrian Rob's an attorney. I don't want to misquote him. Misquote anybody who want to do our good uh, journalism shots. He arrived. Yeah, so the Lions defense can't stop the run. So he likes the overs. Again, you know, Aaron Glenn, I, I was, you know, again, this belief, right? Americans, you know, my dad was a pastor. We're in faith and we believe. That's what makes us great. That we believe. We believe in our team. We believe in our kids. We believe. And it's good to a certain point. Right, we don't on this podcast believe in the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus because we have to deal in reality. The closer you get to reality and truth, you can predict outcomes as a poor middle class person. So we have to be entrenched. We don't get the luxury of the elites. We're living in a fantasy world. So to that end, I I wanted to believe in, in Aaron Glenn, minority defensive coordinator, but he hasn't showed me any creativity. 
he just shows me that he wants to sit back in zone and wait for other teams to make mistakes and then come at him with a pass rush with Aiden uh, Hutchinson. And there's so much Aiden Hutchinson can do. The ref in the last game didn't like Aiden Hutchinson. He had two sacks. And then he let, uh, in the in the Kansas City game, let the tackle go back like a second early before the snap, which shows you the control and the manipulation the refs have. So all that to say, I like the Falcons plus the four over 45. Uh, we'll go Scott and Melissa. Comes right from Agent Rob's mouth, take the over. So I'm taking the over. I believe in Agent Rob and what, he, what he's saying, so. I will go the over. He's gotten us close to seventy percent in the last two years. He sure has. He sure has. So you owe him a steak dinner. Yep. Yep. Tell him to come out to Vegas next year for week one. We'll get- or else we'll crash his house either uh, in La Jolla or uh, Palm Springs. And yeah, I like. I wish you all see the, the trick is Melissa. We show up with Melissa. We're in. <laughs> we crash it. We crash with boom. We're in. And if, if Agent Rob says they have problems against the run. They have and, run. and Atlanta is a running predominantly team, so uh, Atlanta plus the four and the over. Right. So. All right. So there we go. You are Falcons plus the four points and the over. Uh, the Lions play a lot of close games, so that's that's what we're going to look at as far as the Lions are concerned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the le- next game, Melissa? Um, Colts and the Ravens. All right. Uh, one of the better run franchises against one of the worst run franchises. Again, we talk about Ursa and, and with the recession coming and him getting older, losing his cognitive abilities. Ursa is worse. Um, he Got cap, like I always say, with it. It's true. Read it up. Uh, type into Google, Ursay, pound of cocaine, and prostitute. Right? So Scott and I would be in jail for 30 years if we no take doubt. a prostitute and we get a pound of cocaine and 30,000 ecstasy. What are you doing with 30,000 ecstasy pills? You can't take 30,000. It's some sort of distribution. I don't know. Don't want to know. Uh, all I know is that he gets busted. They take him home instead of jail. And the prostitute goes to the hospital. They take the, takes her out of the hospital, and then she dies at his house. All that's to say that that's why you get Anthony Richardson. They're sending him up to fail. Gardner Minshew, who gets screwed over like Mike White, our good friend Mike White, uh, he's there. He, he'll do better than Richardson, but they're putting Richardson in there because they want to lose on purpose. Again, I say the old story of my senior year in high school. I was caddying for Hugh Culverhouse, owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who when he died, he had four mistresses and his number one wife she had the kids with. He gave his wife $10 million and he gave each mistress $20 million. And the reason my friend had me caddy was because Hugh Culverhouse never gave tips to caddies. He gave him business advice in their business card. And it was Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan tipped us out $1,000 because he knew he didn't tip. So 500 bucks was a lot of money for me in 1989, senior in high school. And Hugh Culverhouse told me, listen, Josh, it's better for me not to make the playoffs. I make more money with TV money 
not making the books and making the books. I'm like, what? And that's, you know, my Santa Claus Easter Bunny thing. And I was like, what? What is this man saying? You know, I didn't know. And I fully didn't understand until 20 years later. So that's what Ursay's doing, right? All of that to say that I hate betting Harbaugh with points because he lives by just make other teams make mistakes. In the first game, first six games of the season, Belichick says everybody's feeling themselves out, seeing who's good, seeing who, what, what, blah, blah, blah. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to wait for Indianapolis to make mistakes and play really good defense. But he has an elite defense, better than usual for the Harbaugh football mafia family. And Melissa Popko is a three mafia football families. We're talking about the Harbaugh family, mafia family. Who might be your head coach over there? You might be part of that mafia. And then what are the other two mafias? It was. One, one uh, his daughter, he rigged the, the lacrosse sticks for her college. Her college. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. Yeah, all right. Bill Belichick. The Harbaugh. And then uh, the clue is uh, Scott and I are two fat fucks. So this guy is also a fat fuck. You know. There was the <laughs> Satan guy, right? Right, right. Or, oh my gosh, I can never remember the other one. Oh, no, Reed, Reed, Reed. Yes, the Andy Reed Mafia Reed. football family. Those are the three Mafia football families. Yes. Harbaugh is part of both families because he coached for Andy Reed for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Special teams coach. So those teams like to go under, but I think they're going to cover the eight points. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, yeah, this didn't get to 10, 10 which surprises me a lot. And so uh, Baltimore's going to cover it, and it's going to go under because, because I don't think Indianapolis is going to score a lot, and I think Harbaugh is just going to say, you guys are going to make mistakes, we're going to force you to make mistakes, right. and we're going to take full advantage of that. So give me Baltimore minus 7.5 and, and give me the under because Baltimore will do their part, and Indianapolis won't do their part. Right. I 100% agree. What do you think, Willis? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I have the same, same, same pick. All right. So, <laughs> unanimous pick. Your Harbaugh football mafia family, the Ravens, minus eight. Hate giving up so many points plus a key number. I kind of brought it down to seven and a half, but it's going to be under 44 because uh, Indianapolis is so handicapped on offense. Uh, we don't have Frank Reich anymore making calls for them. That there's no way they're going to score on that elite uh, Ravens defense. What's the next next thing you're going to look at, Melissa? The Saints and the Packers. The Saints and the Packers. Uh, Lafleur gets to call plays without any back talk from Aaron Rodgers. You know, oh, this is the play, and everyone's just like, now nah, this is where we're going to run. So he has Jordan Love, who was two blocks away from here. Haven't harassed him yet. I guess I will when he gets back from the offseason. Chad catches passes from him. So we're going to get Chad over there, hopefully. And um, we can sneak in and harass Jordan Love. But in the meantime, we get to harass Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Rodgers. His mm-hmm. brother he hates from The Bachelor, whatever. And uh, Marchand tries around here uh but i digress i like the packers minus the two i like it over 43 points uh 
the Saints, not too impressed with them, but they, they're in a bad division. So they have a chance. Derek Carrack is going to be in there. He's always good for a couple turnovers. On the road, Green Bay. NFL wants Green Bay to win a home game. Uh, so give me the Packers minus the two points. And I like it over 43, the floor being able to cause on plays without any back talk from bisexual Aaron Rodgers. Now, what's your take on this before we move on, Melissa? Uh, can somebody be bisexual or are they just gay? We Anna and I kind of argue about it. Anna says they can be gay. I'm like, let people be what they want to be. Everybody's different. They want to call themselves bisexual. How do you fall on that? Yes. I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, you like what you like. If you like both, then you like both. And if you're happy, then you're happy. Then screw it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Mine's Aaron Rodgers is happy. Yeah. Happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So what do you think about this game, Melissa? Um, I agree with you. Um, I, I chose Packers uh, minus two over 43. So. Nice. Same boat. Nice. nice. So that is the consensus pick. What do you think, Scott? I agree. I, I wish I had taken it. I took it today at Green Bay minus two. Yeah. But on Monday, it was Green Bay plus two. And it's, it went, it's gone the other way now. Right. So uh, I love Green Bay in this situation. First home game after two road games. New Orleans has to travel to Green Bay on a short week because they just played Monday night. Right. And I like the over because tired teams tend to give up points. So right. I, I like the over. And sure, because they just played Monday night. Right. And I like the over because tired teams tend to give up. Uh, I, I think, think that guy said that, yeah. Yeah, no, no. You're 100% about that. And with teams being so close together in the NFL, uh, that does become a huge factor the rest so that makes it a unanimous pick and when it's unanimous i would say bet triple <laughs> bet triple because how can melissa josh and scott be all wrong about the same game i think it's close to impossible right doesn't happen all right so what's the next game we're going to look at melissa uh, patriots and the jets I've seen. I've seen. So now we have Scott with your New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Mafia Football Family Report. So Mac Jones is not happy with Bill Belichick because he's not giving him giving him any weapons to throw to. So that's that's an underlying problem that nobody's heard except people up here in New England. Um, Tom Curran, who, who who follows the Patriots, reported that today. That the, he's not happy. Um, he's Bill O'Brien's his sounding board. So if Great. Mac Jones, yep, if Mac Jones, quarterback, is not happy because he has no way to throw to the guys they brought in were Juju and Gesicki, and neither one of them have been effective this year. So uh, I personally think. The Jets have lost 14 straight to the Patriots. I, I personally think in, this is a lean for me. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay away from, from betting this because it's my home team, obviously. Um, the lean is I think the Jets can win this game this weekend because I think there's dissension 
in the ranks, and I think Bob Kraft, the owner, is getting tired of this Bill Belichick type of stuff that's going on. And I think this will be addressed after the season for sure. So that's my opinion. I don't know if people want to take it, but I have a strange feeling the Jets are going to break this streak because all the players have come out with the media, the Jets, and said we're tired of losing to the Patriots. It's time to change this. So, Yeah, that's an interesting angle. Uh, it's, it's not, not something, something I would bet on. It's not something I would plant my flag on and bet. Right. It's just information that, that has not fully come out yet. That will come out eventually at some right. point. So, Bill Belichick, let me know what you think, Melissa, this analysis. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, who we'll get to later, yeah. are 30% winning percentage without Tom Brady. Yeah. You look at Sean Payton, now, now I'm questioning Sean Payton because he took a perfectly really good defense and he took a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And they look pathetic. And he's 30% without Drew Brees. Yep. Watch a lot of football. You're watching football as a little girl with your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know people, right? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Was it Tom Brady? Was it Drew Brees? Or are these guys that smart? And then, again, analytics. Uh, the reason that I don't believe in analytics in football is because I have a client uh, just as smart as Melissa. They're toe-to-toe Melissa. This lady has a PhD from MIT in math. She has a World Series ring from the San Luis Cardinals. You can look her up. I can't say who my clients are. It's illegal. But you can look her up. Uh, she's the analytics. Uh, her firm is the analytics director for the San Luis Cardinals. Has a World Series ring. Also got a ring with the uh, Houston Astros, but she won't take NFL clients because in any NFL play, there's 60 different people who can determine the outcome. You got the assistant coaches, the refs, you got all the guys. So analytics work. Key statistics do work. So it's the fact that Bill Belichick has only won 30% of his games without Tom Brady and Sean Payton and McDaniels. Sean Payton without Drew Brees, and then uh, McDaniels without Tom Brady, they won 30%. Now, to add on that, well, we'll get that to with McDaniels. We'll get that to McDaniels. The Belichick angle. So what are your thoughts on that, Melissa? I think Brady had a lot to do with it. He he brought a lot of skill to the game. And the second he left, I feel like the Patriots just plummeted. And uh, the coach didn't know what to do. Like, he didn't have his star quarterback anymore, and he just went downhill. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and Brady knows this whole well. I thousand percent agree with what Josh said. Belichick thinks he can win without Brady and he can't. Not before or after. Um the same way without Drew Brees. He thinks he can win without him. He can't. He can't. Yeah, he hasn't proven he can. He tried the whole Jason Hill thing. But out of those thirty percent of those, most of those wins are against the Jets, for whatever reason. Uh, the Johnson family, the ownership of the Jets, pissed Belichick off, and all he does is obsess about the Jets. <laughs> so he, he's never he's never lost to the Jets ever before or after Brady, 
So that's the only reason I'm picking them uh, on the money line because I don't trust them with points. They're on the road. Yeah. And then right. Sack Wilson is a high school quarterback. You can't see over the line. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's dumb as a box of rocks. I go to a psychotherapist. I said, you know, hard to look at him. She's like, oh, that, yeah, that guy looks like a fat fuck asshole. Freaking Jack Wilson. He looks like a dick. So you can't bet on him. You know, instant, you know, freaking people skills and a psychotherapist. So I can't go with Zach Wilson. I like the under 37 because all Belchie, this is another statistic. Belchie has not won a game. Uh, when he hasn't scored, when the other team scored 25 points without Tom Brady, without, remember this name, Scott, Vinny Testaverde. I remember that. Belgi. I remember <laughs> Say Belgi like 30 years ago. Well, yeah, 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 30 years ago. That's like seven years before Melissa was born. So, so what do you think? Like, uh, <laughs> what do you think? I like the Pats. I know your your dad and brother like the Pats. I like the Pats. Money line under 37. What do you think, Mo? I agree. So that is your consensus picks. The Pats on the money line. They've been two plays away the last couple of weeks, but that Mac Jones problem. And then Belichick's a great defensive coordinator, but he's a horrible uh, president of operations. He's a horrible head of scouting. He's a horrible picker of offensive linemen. He's a horrible offensive coordinator. And uh, he's a right now he's a mediocre thirty percent. Right, he's the one that says it. All right, well we're gonna use Bill Cheat's own words. You are what your record says you are. And he's thirty percent right. without Tom Brady. Right? right, and the only reason he he win this game is because the Jets are so pathetic. And Zach mm-hmm. Olson is just taking his money and run. He really sucks. All right, what's yeah. the next game we're gonna look at, Melissa? The Broncos and the Dolphins. Oh. <laughs> Sean Payton Sean Payton and Broncos going in nice weather going to global warming 110 degree heat water Dolphins look good uh, the Broncos he, met, he figured out how to mess up the defense and they're losing a shootout to the worst team in the NFL mm-hmm. the Lord Commanders if you watch Game yeah. of so Love the second half line, 80%. Florida heat, pads, 100% humidity, 100% heat. Love the Dolphins, minus six. I like it under 48 uh, because of Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio used to coach Denver. He feels screwed over. He's probably not slept at night looking at a game plan for Denver. I don't think Denver's scoring. That's why I like the under 48. Dolphins minus six, under 48 in that second half line. Which Melissa picked up very quickly. <laughs> She's been winning those second half bets. Yep. <laughs> so, what do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Broncos are not doing good. Just like my my boy, right? Well, not him, not him, but his team right here. Right. <laughs> not doing good. News for you, you got to doing... get two wins against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, at least us against the Broncos, we have a chance. But um, yeah, the Broncos—they're—they're they're worse than the Chargers right now. <laughs> um, yeah, their last game was horrible. In their own, they were—they were home, right? Last, right. last game, yeah, they were. in their own home, and like, come on, 
they couldn't win. <laughs> like, geez. Um, so yeah, uh, their rushing yards were horrible. Their um, passing yards are a little bit better than the Dolphins, but I think that um, I think the Dolphins have an advantage over them. Right, and I right. think that a huge advantage. <laughs> so, Daniels is keeping a lot of stuff in his back pocket. And Tua's actually Tua's looked the best he's looked for, for a while. He seems more comfortable in there, and he's very accurate. He's always been accurate. What do you think, Scott? I one million percent agree. I already put in a bet on Miami in this game. I already put a bet in on the under and second half line. It's already it's already bet. <laughs> Sorry to that. Mother. Uh, I love Miami in this spot. I really do. I, I think they're going to be all over Denver. So. Yeah. Right. And to uh, cross our T's and dot our I's, that's it, right? Uh, the way, you know, our process is Sunday night, if something jumps out at us, we jump on it right away. Absolutely. So we did the Hawthorne effect is good. You have to confront your bad decision making. And feel the pain and humiliation of making a mistake, especially as guys who are in tune with their feelings. We're like, oh, I man, I identify the feelings, you know. And Melissa's like, come on, I've been identifying feelings since I was six. You just figure it out. You're a dude in your 50s, right? Uh, but you have to do it. You have to do it to avoid delusion, no matter how successful you are. Uh, and then on Wednesday, by Wednesday, 80 to 90% of the picks are done. Uh, I do them, and then I go on to college, and then something happens last minute, I'll bet the last 10%. Usually in, early in the season, I have everything done by Wednesday. Uh, but Scott already has that. Melissa agrees, so it's Dolphins minus six, under 48, second half line. Yep. And, and, and I'll let you know before Melissa goes in, there's another game I already bet Sunday night, too. So. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, nice teaser. Yep. The end of the clock. Nice. Yep. yep. We hit every single spot of a clock. You got your crew crunk, your keys. Right? We're giving you picks right away. We can make money this week. And we give you long term practical things. How much more do you want? Right? What's the next game we're going to look at, Willis? The Texans and the Jaguars. Jaguars. Texans, right down, right? Um, they check all the boxes. We look at corporate governance and in the Hawthorne effect. In our literature, you see why nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis. We see uh, CNBC all day, a depressed Josh Brown, which was CNBC, Bloomberg. Nobody's ever gotten rich with that. That's why they're selling it to you. People have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. People use fundamental analysis. You don't know them. They live up on a hill and they're super rich and they don't talk to us. That's what makes us special. It gives you fundamental analysis. We share the information. We share our wealth that most people don't do. So the biggest part of fundamental analysis is looking at the corporate governance. That's why Elon Musk, Bill Gates are so important because they're the corporate governors who are billionaires and they're generous with their time and they're extroverts, so they'll talk to you a little bit. Uh, so I digress for that because, you know, it's a pattern. You know, it's a cheap team owned by a degenerate uh, piece of shit, for lack of a better word, owner. And you have this here with the Texans and McNair. McNair has had to hire three black sheep coaches in a row because he's so such a pig and so 
uh, racist in his real life. Yeah, so he doesn't get kicked out of the NFL. He just hires whatever black guy. This whatever black guy happens to be a guy who's never coordinated a defense in his life. You're like, oh, wait a second. He was a defensive coordinator at San Francisco last year. No, he's not. Lynch is the one who runs the defense, designs the defense, schemes in the summer, and then tells the coordinator what to do. That's why that's why Salah gets beat by Belichick every year uh, with the Jets. Uh, and that's why this guy has been so pathetic so far. He even sued the team, and the team didn't even know that he had sued them over the turf they still have. That's how little research these people do. We do more research on this podcast. Number one rule of Reddit, do your research. The general nepotism front office of the Texas didn't even do the research to find out that the guy they're hiring, giving five million a year, had already sued them. Yeah. So it's a disaster. The Jaguars are a little bit organized with the Muslim guy who just wants to go to London because he's from London, billionaire. Uh, again, uh, Jaguars are in a good division for them because they're so cheap. There's more trailer parks in Jacksonville than people. So their per capita income is low. But I like him minus nine, under 44, Jags second half line. And the reason I like that big number is because Houston only has one pitch. CJ Stroud's doing good. Their offensive line, it's not even their Alabama has a better offensive line in college than the Texans. And he has no receivers, nobody to throw to. And the defense sucks, and they're putting it on the defense. So it's a complete disaster. So the Jacks will cover the minus nine for us in the second half. We'll go Scott and Melissa. So I agree with you why Houston hired this guy. And the other reason they hired this guy is because he's a former Texan. So, right there, that, that bolted out like a beam of light to the Texans. Right. Unorganized, not a good football team right now. I love Jacksonville, minus nine, to bounce back after they lost last week. I like it to go under because I think Jacksonville's going to hold Houston down very low to 10 points or less, number two. And number three is in Florida, the second half line. Houston is in a warm weather city. They haven't been anywhere near what Jacksonville will bring in terms of weather. So, no. Give me the Jags. Yeah, the second half line. Yeah, it's, it's going to be too, too humid for them in the second half. They'll be gasping for air, looking for the fans, looking for, for the locker room, anything they can get to get out of the heat. So, exactly. And what do you think, Melissa? No, I agree. 100%. All right. Yeah, she oh, suffered through that second half in the playoffs. <laughs> I came with the track. The second half. Right. right. Well, Scott and I cashed the second half ticket. Florida line. All right. So, the consensus pick is your Jaguars minus nine, under 44. And remember, that Florida second half line has been 80% for Scott the last three years. Yeah. He's been a tiny fortune on that. And now Melissa is too. Melissa makes money. Better winning percentage than that last year. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? The Bills and the Commanders. All right. The Lord Commanders. So, last week, Scott and Melissa picked the Bills. And I didn't. I picked McDaniels. Uh, very bad pick on my part. 
Scott and Alyssa were right. I was wrong. But now the Commanders at home, I don't think they'll win. But the Bills play a lot of close games. Uh, McDermott's from that. Andy Reid, Mafia football family. So they like to sit back, play zone, win close games. Not so much, especially at a conference on the road. Because of that, I like this game to be under the total. And I like the Commanders to cover. They have all that false hope, right? First date, false hope, right, Melissa? First date, false hope. But I, I like it uh, actually over the 44 because 44 is too low. The average uh, score of an NFL game is 45. Uh, price of 44, I like it to go over. But the commanders to cover at home, they'll get a call from the refs, plus seven. We'll go Melissa and Scott. What do you guys think? Uh, I disagree on who's going to cover. I think the Bills are going Ooh. to cover. <laughs> but I you gotta, agree. You got to love Marissa coming out firing early, third week in the podcast. I agree. I agree it's going to go over, though. I agree it'll go over. All right. So she agrees on the over. Mm-hmm. We're tied on the side. What do you think, Scott? Well, first of all, Melissa is a closet Buffalo Bills fan, I think. I don't think she's a Chargers fan as much as she says. So, um, I like the over. I'm with you guys on the over. I, I like Washington to cover. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. I think Josh Allen got his really good game out of the way. I think he's going to throw an interception in the key spot. I don't think well, I, I don't believe Washington will win the game, but I'm with Josh. I think Washington covers the plus seven. So I'm going to take Washington plus seven in the over 44. Right. And then uh, Pittsburgh did a good job last week showing how to stop the quarterback run plus one. We'll yeah. look at some film as we move along here. Uh, so Melissa the Ruth Bader Ginsburg in this. And the consensus okay. pick is the Lord Commanders plus seven over 44 points. Right. So that's a split decision. Yes. So pe- the listeners always win. So when it's a split decision, well, probably stay away from it. It's probably going to be a crazy ass game. But probably. we'll agree on the over 40 points. Well, plus something that just popped into my mind. This is not as important a game for Buffalo as it is for Washington. Right. Because this is an AFC NFC game, and it doesn't really mean a lot in an AFC playoff picture. Right. So so I, it means more to Washington because Washington needs to win games. Right. Buffalo can lose this game and still go on and win 12 games this year. So. Yeah, Washington sucks, so they need confidence. Yeah. 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 It's a bigger game for them. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Panthers and the Seahawks. Uh, the Panthers, brand new team. They cover for us. At least they uh, pushed. We kept the game under with a young quarterback, Frank Reich. He knows how to bring a team along. Uh, but Seattle got a lot of confidence last week with their win at Detroit. Uh, if you live in the past, you die in the past. And uh, Scott called that the Pete Carroll rule. And we're with Pete Carroll. So it used to be that Pete Carroll used to control games like this and keep it under. But now, again, a control freak. He's a great defensive coordinator. Actually, I think he's a great head coach. He sucks as head of scouting. And he sucks <laughs> as a general manager. So he knows he's kind of sucks as a general manager. He's been getting in these shootouts. 
Average score of an NFL game is 45. So I like it over 45. So give me the Seahawks minus four veteran defensive coordinator against a rookie quarterback. We're close to 80% uh, betting on the veteran defensive coordinator. I don't think Belichick's ever lost to a rookie quarterback. So you got a veteran defensive coordinator in Pete Carroll here. So I like the Seahawks minus the four over 42. What do you think? We'll go Scott and then Melissa. So, so two, two things factors. One, one, one I'm with, with you, Josh. Seattle and the over 42. Couple of things factors. Seattle found their offensive game in Detroit, first of all. Second of all, the reason why Seattle wins this game covers, they lost the opening week game at, at home against the Rams. They want to atone for that and make up for it. Right. I think Seattle comes out blazing on fire. I think they build a big lead, and I think they just keep their foot on the pedal for as long as they think they have to before they take it off. So I love Seattle in this spot, and I love the over over forty two. That's a, that's too low a number in this situation. Right. So, one hundred percent agree. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I agree. Seahawks. None. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So bet triple on this. Mm-hmm. Seahawks minus four over forty two. Love it, man! Another exciting week. We're at close to sixty four percent. Want to get to seventy percent. Against the spread, which people think we can't do, but we we got a chance to do it. Fifty nine percent, you can live in Vegas. Fifty two point five percent, even we're at sixty three, almost sixty four percent in the cup. And they said you couldn't do it, but we have the spreadsheet. We got you listen to the podcast. We got the receipts for us. What's the next name we got, Melissa? Uh, the Bears and the Chiefs. The Bears and the Chiefs. Again, Andy Reid, the head of the Andy Reid Mafia football family. He's married to the game of football. He's neglected his kids. That's why one committed suicide. The other one's in jail for life for bringing cocaine, pills, and driving drunk to the Super Bowl. But he lives and breathes uh, football. He gets a lead early, like his disciple over there in the Philadelphia Eagles. Scott made, made us a lot of money with Philadelphia Eagle games, betting the first half, then betting the second half against the Eagles. I like that scenario this week. The Bears are horrible. They're looking at firing their coach. Your first coach is Scott there. Uh, the defensive coordinator had a mental health breakdown and has retired in the middle of the season. So that's a lot of instability. It's rigid and as regimented as NFL football players are. Now they're going on the road. I don't think they're scoring. But uh, Andy Reid likes to take it easy. He likes to put plays in his back pockets for home games. Another guy who lost a, a, a home game to start the season and division games. So he's going to play vanilla. I think the Bears cover. I think this line will balloon. As you got to look at market inefficiency. So corporate governance is one way you make money in the finance world looking at an NFL football game. The second way, Melissa, is market inefficiencies, which means that the key number is 14. Uh, he's going to take it easy. The Bears, being a young team, are going to have to try to play hard in the second half to keep their jobs. I think they cover 14 points, and I think the line's going to move to 14. And 49 is it's just too many points. The average score would NFL game is 45. Key number is 49. 
So if I can get it under that key number, which I did, I already bet this. I bet this under 49 and a half. I'm going to wait till Sunday for this game to go plus 14. Does that make sense, Melissa? I agree with the under 49. <laughs> that makes sense for me. Yes. Um, I, I, I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, but I feel like I feel like the Chiefs are going to take this one. Female intuition is undefeated, and Melissa's watched a lot of football, and she had a better record. Your record says what you are, right? So Melissa had a better record than Scott and I last week. So all my ears are perking up. So we have a split decision, Scott. She likes the Chiefs minus 12. What you what you're liking, Melissa? <laughs> the under 49. Under 49. We agree on under 49. Yeah. So break the tie, Scott Cove, Northeast. Boston. Well, I'm attacking this game three ways. I'm going to go with female intuition in this game. I'm going to take Kansas City minus the 12. That is I'm going to take the decision. Consensus. I'm going to take the under the 49. I'm going to take the Chicago team total under 16 and a half. All right. So I'm going to attack it three ways. So that's, that's how I'm doing it. Because I agree with you. I don't think Chicago scores many points in this game. So. Uh oh. So the Bidwell, Mafia, like Josh, the conspiracy theorists, get all these licenses for the public. Well, everything I say is either in the newspaper or you can Google it. Wow. The Bidwells were called monsters by Schneider, the former owner of the Commanders, got kicked out of the NFL. And they own the racetracks. And then we'll ask Melissa and Scott this during the offseason True Prime podcast. Why do the Rooney's still own five racetracks? You know, cash, money line, I don't know. Wait, for our purposes, for picking games, the Bidwell's another family-owned team. It means they're cheap. That's why they got a cheap head coach. Would only been a fake coordinator for the Eagles for a year. Now he's a head coach. Starting high school quarterback's not even there. Actually, Josh Brown Tyler Murray. It's almost like you know Pat White situation. He's better than Zach Wilson. Uh, so I liked him covering a high number again. Uh, I'm going to wait for it to get 14. Uh, the Cowboys again. They have a bigger first to try. Yeah, in the back pocket. They're not the uh, You know, it's a home game, so they're going to lay off the Cardinals a little bit. And uh, the, the Cowboys' defense does look lights out. Pittsburgh is giving the league a blueprint how to uh, handle the quarterback run. So I like the Cardinals to cover 14 points under 44. We'll go Scott and Lewis. In this situation, I do like the Cardinals. I, I think they, they blew a game last week. They shouldn't have blown to the Giants, number one. Number two, I think they're going to come out fighting, inspired, and playing hard. I don't think Dallas will put up 30 points again in this game. I think they're going to be in 20 someplace, which means all that Arizona's going to do is get to like 10, 10 to 14 to cover. So I like Arizona plus the 14. I like the under. I think the under is going to hit in this game because Dallas set up a lot of field goals last week. 
they seem to be settling for a lot of field goals and not going for the touchdown. So that's that's number two. And number three, Arizona's team total is 15 and a half. I like the under on that. I don't think they get to 15. So I'm going to attack this three ways as well. Arizona plus the, plus the points, um, under the total, and uh, Arizona under 15 and a half team total. Right. What do you think, Hold on. I agree with the under. I'm going for the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, nice. I think the Cowboys might have an advantage. Um, also, I've never been a Cardinals fan, so I take any chance I can to see them lose. <laughs> um, but I feel like the Cowboys are good. Um, it might be a close game. I might change my mind the day of. It's, yeah, you know, women always have the privilege and the right to change their mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an iffy situation for me. It, it's hard for me to right personally decide which one I feel like is going to win. Um, but I statistically feel like the Cowboys would win, but also statistics never always work. No, so statistics do like. If a quarterback makes three first downs with his legs, he wins 70% of the time. But mm-hmm. in this case, both quarterbacks can run. Yeah. That yeah, is Josh exactly. Uh Also, yeah. the, the influence of refs have. It's a home game. Uh, NFL teams have four built-in wins. Mm-hmm. Looks like a, a, not necessarily going to win four times, but they're going to cover four times. So that's why we like the Cardinals. So mm-hmm. consensus pick is the Cardinals – Plus 14, under 44. Scott likes the team to go under for Arizona. It makes a lot of sense, which is good as Dallas defense is playing. And then mm-hmm. Scott and I are in dangerous territory. Can I give you one more factor? Can I give you one more factor why Arizona will cover? Yes, sir. Do, do we know who the Cowboys are playing after this game next week? Hold on. The Eagles? I, I, I know, know who they're playing. Hold on, I got it up right here. Oh. Oh. Jerry Jones against Robert Kraft next Ooh. week. Oh. Dallas might be looking a little past this game yep. getting ready for the Patriots the following week because they want to beat him really bad. Jerry Jones yep. wants to put a point. He so. said I'm going to play vanilla. You know, this is a memo from ownership. I don't even McCarthy as blockhead as he is. I don't think he even needs to know. Jerry Jones... He was in this offseason and last offseason. Um, told Kraft that he was going to beat his ass. So the two guys in their 70s about to throw blows at the owners' meeting. Yeah. Uh, so he, he has his whole coaching staff on alert. And Jerry Jones has more talent. Jerry Jones might not only care about this game because of the personal beef he has with Robert Kraft. And again, Robert Kraft, one of those guys, Melissa, in his 80s with a 40 year old wife. He's probably now going to try to take, you know, fighting with the kids already or the franchise and getting into fights with Jerry Jones. <laughs> Not in the conspiracy theories. I just think because of what Josh said, who they play next week, that that fact is into this a lot. You have a good point. You have a good point. Yeah, if you listen to the interview I had with Vic Sheely, who's a college coach, I snuck that question in, you know, about keeping things in your back pocket for certain points. 
your mm-hmm. best plan, do this and that, you know. And with the beef that's going on, millions of dollars involved, and things that we don't know about, maybe some things we don't want to know about. Yeah. For it to become public about them wanting to fight in their 70s. Uh, yeah. Like the Cardinals this week in Dallas next week. What's the next game we're going to have, Melissa? Steelers and the Raiders. This, the Raiders. So we get to Josh McDaniels. Melissa, what do you think about this? Figure this out for me. McDaniels, 30% without Tom Brady. He starts out 6 and 0. Remember that, Scott? I remember that. Six yep. Wow, McDaniels is doing good without Belichy. Literally knowing that he was following Belichy's footsteps a little bit too close. Yep. He was stealing film from the other teams with private detectives and some people. And again, I can't figure this out. If I get caught stealing and cheating, I go to jail or get some sort of penalty. What did he got? He got like he lost a draft pick for stealing the other team's film. Yeah. Yeah. Winning the game. So once he gets busted by the NFL, um, he's 19 and 29 as a head coach. You take those six games out, he is 13 and 29 as a head coach. Right, which makes champagne for him to see him look even worse. Right, so now he's at home. He has to win this game. Uh, he is playing a team that's more pathetic than he is because, uh, again, the Rooney's do not want to sell. Family-owned team does not want to sell his fast his last five racetracks. One of those racetracks went defunct over there by Scott. They own that racetrack in New England. Uh, yeah. Again, a cheap team. Tomlin, even though he's a Super Bowl in coach, he takes less money to coach that team. And all he does is put it on the defense, put it on the defense. Uh, they played a very physical game. They got beat up last week. So they had a short amount of time. They're not that good. Pickett's not that good. The young quarterback. The Raiders got Garofalo. Garofalo has a high winning percentage. So, uh, again, this is the family member who's in recovery, who's going to show up to Thanksgiving dinner late. Uh, the honey baked cam they were going to buy is burnt. So they had to go get some pastries at the grocery store. And they're going to, you know, we got the nice crisp $100 bill to give it to them because they're going to ask to borrow $1,000 and him the old speed truck. I can't lend you a thousand dollars. I will give you a hundred dollars. Bills, you can have it. You don't have to pay it back. And in my mind, I'll go because you're not paying it back anyway. But <laughs> here's a Chris hundred dollar bill. You don't have to pay it back. Uh, so you can't trust them. So you have to go maybe plus one Raiders money line. What do you think, Melissa? Um. I feel like I'm getting, I get like mixed, mixed feelings about this game. Um, I I agree with the money line, maybe um, under 44. Um, but I I went for Steelers on this one. Ooh, so she's going to So, drop low, aka drop a lot, 
49ers, ex 49ers. So I have a lot of hurt. What's he calling? What did you call Garoppolo? Drop a lot. Drop a lot. <laughs> so I have a lot of problems with him still. Right. You know, in Vegas, everybody all they wanted to talk about was Garoppolo uh, putting in his contract. He gets free prostitutes in Vegas. Yeah. So I'm I'm going with the Steelers on this one. Um, I I still I still see him as as butterfingers and 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 stalling and right and it's yeah. So Steelers under right. 40, under forty four is what I'm going. That's you know, They have the better coach. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. It might be a coaching mismatch. So man, it's hard to go against Melissa. <laughs> Break the tie, Scott. What do you think? Uh, so, okay. Pittsburgh played Monday night, coming across the country. So they're going to be a short day of practice. The NFL needs Las Vegas to win this game. The Super Bowl is in that stadium. A lot of people coming. Pass interference, holding penalty, whatever it may be. The right. NFL needs the Raiders. It's a Sunday night primetime game for NBC. I'm going to pick the Raiders on the money line and under 44 because I think that Pittsburgh will be tired, beat up from the Cleveland game, and they never perform well when they go on the road after that type of game in a primetime spot. So I'm going to take Vegas on the money line under the 44. Right. Even if the Steelers break a run and they score, it's going to be holding or our favorite. Uh, yeah, illegal use of the hands or uh, uh, whatever. Pass interference, five-yard penalty, automatic first down. That was third and third. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I can see why Melissa's picking it that way. Because oh, yeah. Very by mm-hmm. far, I agree with that 100, 1,000%. I agree with logic. I, I just think Graham Poover, Goodell is going to get into the referee's ears or whoever before the game. Send him a minimum. We need to raise the brilliant season. Yeah. 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 So. All right. So the majority of the decision is Raiders money. We'll go Raiders money on it. Uh, under 44. And Melissa's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But we got to watch this. We got to track this. We just yeah. Melissa too many times. She had a better record than us last week. <laughs> Don't let that uh, fool you. <laughs> she's right about this. I'm never going against Melissa again. I'm never going against yeah, her. No, no. Depending on this week, I might never go against Melissa again. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll see how it goes. I'll see you on the other side. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to be walking by the pay window while Melissa's there cashing her big ticket. So. <laughs> um, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. So what do you think about this, Melissa? Uh, I am because see, I've learned right as much as you know. I have a, a fiduciary responsibility to the public. As much as analysis, decision, science, fundamental analysis. I know when you get back to belief, right? We're America. We believe things. We believe in our kids. We believe in our team. You cannot defy the football gods. So when the football gods come up with an edict, they come up with a commandment. 
you have to be very, very careful when you defy the football gods. And the football gods have decreed that the home dog on Monday Night Football is going to cover 80% of the time. <laughs> you go against that, you know, Game of Thrones reference, you have to bend down to the knee to the Egyptian commandment laid down by the football gods, which I would never mess with. So the Buccaneers are a home dog on Monday Night Football. 3-0, each time my logic told me to bet against the home team on Monday Night Football, but I just blindly, never bet blindly, mm-hmm. but I just put my faith in what the football god said, and I cashed a ticket on 3-0. and But we're getting close to the number, 80%. So 3-1 mm-hmm. uh, is 75%. For say. Is this a Monday night where the home dog doesn't cover? That's a lot of points. Six points against the Philadelphia Eagles. Second second half line. A lot of people listen to the podcast. Listen to Scott and I already are predicting. They already bet Tampa Bay second half line in Florida with my dad complaining about the heat. Still 90, still 100% humidity. Uh, so that's a given. Second half line and Scott, since the middle of last year, we're rolling on it this year. The Eagles do not cover in the second half. They want to get a, a lead in the first half and then sit and run it in the second half. Yep. So I like the second half line. Uh, Baker Mayfield is running it, right? Because that's what Todd Bowles wants in that defense. Uh, what do you think, boss? I like the under 46. Uh, depending on Melissa, I'm going to let Melissa make that pick for me. So this pick counts for two. Are the football gods going to keep the home dog on Monday night rolling for a 4 and 0? And then we go the next time, or do we keep the Buccaneers? The way that I am feeling it, technically, they're not the Monday night, so the Monday night is going to be the following game at five. Very, very astute. So, I went for the Eagles minus six under forty six. All right, I wasn't feeling the whole dog on this one. (laughs) (laughs) What do you you think, Scott? Well, let me ask Liz a question before I go. If the game got bet down under six, would it change your mind? Maybe. Because it's down to four and a half right now. Oh, four and a half. I just looked on DraftKings. It's down to four and a half. So that... That's oh, under the, holy... That's, so that's under the key number of six, which... Yeah. But I'm betting that home dog on Monday night. Because it's three yes. and up, and yes. people are laying out a lot of money. So yeah, that changes everything. Which, which means, Josh, which means everybody that watches this this podcast or listens to this podcast is betting already. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't say we move the lines, but it is kind of curious after we. Uh, it is. It, it really <laughs> is. After we it, put it, the podcast on the lines, move. It seriously is. is. Yeah. And it's probably going to go on. It's probably going to go to four. I think before. So, uh, if it's at four, I'm taking Philadelphia. Right. Or if you get yeah. you know, minus three or whatever. Yeah, one of the key numbers for us is what? Six. Six, yeah. six or seven. And now that it's under that key number of six, 
it makes me lean toward Philadelphia because I think Philadelphia is going to get up and right. do what they did last year for us, which is sit on the ball, run right. the ball, and Tampa is going to be able to to come back a little bit, not enough to cover the spread, but for the second half line. So I'm going to take Philadelphia. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take the second half Tampa Bay line on it. Because now it's at four and a half. Right. So that's, that's for me, that's, that's the, that's the stamp of, of my pick. So, so we're unanimous, right? So we're going to go Eagles minus four and a half, under 46 in Tampa Bay second half. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Quickly, Melissa's the star of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it, knowledge. <laughs> we have on every pick. Last game are going to be Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a tricky one. <laughs> Joe Burrow and the cheap ass Bengals. They still haven't paid for offensive. They have great coaching. Uh, talk about you know guy, young guy who can do the fifteen jobs. Brandon Staley is doing with a chief on team, the Browns, uh, Brown family, Mike Brown, family owned, cheap team. Uh, that's why they have to play that zone on defense. They're playing McVay. Uh, they're both coaches from the Andy Reid Mafia football family. They're both from similar offenses. They were both rely a lot on the quarterback. Uh, the Bengals have to win this game uh, at home, Monday night football. Again, they're the family member in recovery you can't trust because they're so cheap. You never trust the Bengals with points. So I'm going to go. Bengals money line. I'm looking at that money line number for them. Uh, I like Bengals money line. Um, that Cam Akers thing in the McVeigh is weird. Um, McVeigh is weird, you know, the mail order bride from the Ukraine. And just looking at him, you know, when I see him in the training camp, you know, the measure of the man, kind of look, it's kind of weird, you know. Uh, you know, smart guy, his dad was a general manager, kind of nepotism, but he almost every year he's been a head coach, he's gone to the playoffs, except last year where, where they tanked it for him. Uh, he's a smart kid. Dedicated to the game of football. He barely talked to his wife. Wife barely knows English. Um, I like the under 44 because both guys are going to be counting. Well, let me see. Uh, two offensive. So, what do you think about this one? Usually, two offensive guys, when they go against each other, that game will go over. If it's two te- defensive guys, that game will go under two offensive guys going against each other. I say it goes over the 44 points. Average score in an NFL game is 45. Josh, if you live in the past, you die in the past. So in the past, early season game, even though they're offensive guys, they were running a lot to keep the legs fresh of the defense. Salesmen think short-term. This is men and women think long-term. Both these guys are long-term thinking guys. The Vase got into the Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, the coach in Cincinnati, Zach Taylor, has gotten to the Super Bowl. 
has gotten to the AFC Championship game. But modern football, it's almost a given both teams are going to score 10 points. So a special teams touchdown, this, that, both creative young guys. Uh, so I like the over 44. So give me the Bengals on the money line. Over 44 points. We'll go Scott and Melissa. Okay. So Joe Burrow has a calf injury. Mm-hmm. He injured it in the last series of the game. Right. Remember I teased earlier that I also took a game right when I started Sunday night? This yeah. is the game. The Rams were plus five and a half Sunday night. I took the Rams at plus five and a half. Why? Because even if Joe Burrow plays, he will be very limited moving in the pocket, which means that they're going to run the ball a lot, which means that the under is probably going to hit in this situation. So I'm going to take the under. I took the Rams plus five and a half. Now, I may double down on that Monday night, and I may take the Rams again. It's at three right now. Right. So I, I, I went, I'm going to go with what I bet initially, which is the Rams at plus five and a half. I bet the under. And I'm also going to wait until Monday, and I'm going I'm to sprinkle a double on, a double shot on this bet. So that's where I went with this, because with a quarterback like Joe Barrow, if you can get a big, bigger number, you take it. And I got a bigger number, so I took it. But, you know, Barrow says he's feeling better. He may play, but if it's cold, it's going to exacerbate that calf injury again, which is not going to be a good sign, which means he won't be able to move it off in the pocket. So in-game betting could be a big thing in this game depending on if Joe Burrow starts and then has to come out of the game. So I usually don't say in-game betting could be a big thing, but in this case, I'm going to say it could be a big thing in this situation. But as of right now, I'm going to say Rams plus the five and a half that I took in the under. So that's my pick. Yeah. And I agree with you, the can't-make-a situation is totally, it's fishy. It's fishy. Yeah. And full disclosure, Cameron Acres follows us on Instagram. He does, okay. I can't say certain things, but yeah, uh, went to high school with his real dad, and blah blah blah. But but, but I also, Josh, I also agree with you. Cincinnati on money lines. That 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 would be my play on Monday if I go that way. Cincinnati on money. Rams with the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go Rams. I can go Rams plus three and a half. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati money line minus one forty. Yeah. I like the over. Scott likes the under. What do you think, Laura? Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with Josh on this one. Um, Bengals money line over. All right. That's, so, that's what I picked. So, <laughs> <laughs> home dog. We're going with the home dog this time. But, but I will I will say this: if Barrow does get ruled out, say Sunday, you know, pay yeah, attention. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, this could exactly. change. Exactly. Once, uh, once, uh, I was gonna say something. I guess I'm getting older. Because I used to just, I used to just fly, just say it. Fuck people. I don't care what they think. Uh, but I held, I held my tongue. Uh, once we get Chad back into the fold. <laughs> uh, 
he worked out with Joe Barrow. And when, and when you know, when we get into these workouts, Joe Barrow's all his throws are almost scripted. He practices with them. So when he's hurt like this, it kind of helps. So he's not freelancing at all, or whatever. He's doing okay. something his calf has muscle memory with. And again, we're not the experts. Chad's a strength and conditioning coach that we learn from learn from Gustav. So everything we say is kind of we quantify it. Uh, we have a source for it. So that's why I kind of like Joe Burrow in this situation. He has a big arm. He has a horrible offensive line. So you really can't do like a five or seven step drop. It has to be three stops and boom. Uh, Jamar Chase has been talking a lot. He's a superstar. So I like our consensus pick. Your Cincinnati Bengals home favorite minus 140 over the 44 points. Two offensive guys going against each other. Maybe get a special teams touchdown. Return punt by 2-2 at line. All right, final words, guys. Very exciting. We'll post our Circa picks, too. We got a couple wins in Circa. Circa Million Dollars contest. Melissa in the Marine. Josh Luna will be back on Friday for college football. We're in the midst of college football. And Melissa felt really good going 11 and 0. All right, so final words. So Scott and Melissa, final words. We'll be out tonight before we hit him with Winston Churchill. 11 and 0. College football should be 11 and 0. That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Congrats. Kudos to you, Melissa. Thank you. Again, another week where she beat me in college. She's beating me in college football now. She's beating me in NFL. I was taller than one that week. She was alone enough. So, yeah, uh, so she got a bigger, better winning percentage. Um, right. I feel good. A lot of consensus picks. A lot of a lot of good picks on iPod. A lot of a lot of research went into these picks. So, um, I'm very I'm very excited about this week. I think. Um, I think, I think it can it can, it can turn, turn out to be a, a really really strong week. So, hundred percent. I love it. I love you know you know yeah. weeks feel harder than others. Uh, I really like the way we're going this week. And uh, man, Melissa Ruth Bader Ginsburg on a couple of these. So those ones will stay away from Circa. <laughs> yes, probably, I agree. Put uh, you down this spot. Yes. What are your final words, Melissa? Um. I'm excited for this week, as I am every other week. Um, I feel like it's going to be a big week. It's week three. Um, we're, we're starting to get the feel of every team um, right. and further, and I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready for week three. Ready to roll. Week three, a lot of fun to be had, a lot of laughter, a lot of dancing. Getting dancing when you get that, you know, when you got that fumble. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was a happy camper. That was the first like happy dance I did in Vegas. I, do that. I had people with me. It would have been impressive for them. <laughs> right? We give away every pick away for free. We're going to tell you 60%. Some people that charge for picks don't have our And it's not easy. But we understand that no man's an island, no woman's an island. And it's worth betting about collaboration. You poor middle class, you collaborate. That's how you get up there. And, you know, you could be a cartel guy and kill people and have 15 wives, 13 girlfriends, live a happy life and, and live a long, happy life and be fine. But Melissa, Scott, and I, we chose the other route, the nice kindness route where you're just as successful. And I think you don't have to look over your shoulder, right? 
The people that hate you are the people you helped out. <laughs> they try to screw you over, usually not kill you. So you give one, you get 10 back. And as Winston Churchill said, we got Zelensky coming in, right? Winston Churchill was the Zelensky of World War II. And he said, you make a living from our labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC podcast now. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Who the hell are we? And why should you listen to anything we have to say? Well, as far as myself, I have an MBA, securities licenses, and clients' net worth for decades for $15 million. They have $50 million. So you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science. You use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients because because of my securities licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do it? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good, solid I have a journalism background as well, well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach... Uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to 
pick an investment, how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process.